This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 844, Comic Talk. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 844. It's another Comic Talk episode, and today's just kind of a a random, whatever's on kind of top of my mind kind of episode. Um, Mostly what I wanted to kind of talk about was uh, giving things a second chance and uh, looking at it through a different person's eyes. Um, So my son is seven. His name is Zach, and I have been, you know... No big surprise. Uh, I've you know definitely read him comics and has tried to expose him to comic books. Um, so more recently, um, actually this past weekend, we were ha- we were in my daughter's room, just kind of hanging out with her. Um, she's you know almost two, um, so we're just you know giving her a safe place to kind of hang out and relax. And I thought you know let's read some comics, just me and my son. So I had my tablet out and I uh, had some you know books up on comicsology, and I was just kind of curious like what even read to him and was curious what to kind of subject him to um so we actually we sat down and we read all 12 issues and i guess the two infinite comics uh that went with avx uh, avengers versus x-men the big event of 2012 which it's kind of crazy now it's been you know eight and a half years since that event happened and uh you know i did an episode in what the first 40 or so episodes of my podcast uh was all about abx and i always kind of remember that because uh that was back in the early days of the podcast before i kind of had transitioned into doing a lot more uh, interviews of people and it was me and my brother-in-law paul and my best friend nate and we we're all sitting down and talking about the event and paul had kind of showed up with a, a short box of like 70 books with every tie in abx because he loved it so much and loved the event and the scope of it all and um, we sat down and talked about it and then Nate was like what the hell because he'd read like the main book only and uh, there uh, Nate was sorry Paul was with you know every million tie-in possible and then not long after I bought the uh, the companion omnibus and the, the main hardcover they collected the entire series and those were back in the days when those types of collections actually had uh, digital copies which they've long since discontinued uh, which I've always kind of uh, been sad about uh, but that's why I have it in, in digital the way I the way that that I do, um, not just, you know, having bought the singles, but uh, I think for that one, I had kind of waited, uh, knowing that I wanted to get this kind of larger collection and then being really happy I was able to get the digital version with it. So it's just interesting to kind of sit down and talk about it with my son. And, you know, I we always talk about accessibility of comics and how kind of crazy things are, but, you know, kids are so adaptable. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, reading certain things with my son because it just kind of rolls with it. It reminds me that I rolled with it. You know, I, again, I, I talk about this a lot, but I grew up in, you know, the 90s period, and the comics I was reading were not the most accessible at all. Like, I, you know, started buying Uncanny X Men at 332 and X Men at 53. Uh, we're like, you know, a month or two out of Onslaught starting. I mean, um, 50, the, the next issue of X Men, um, 54, was the revelation that Xavier was Onslaught. Now, I guess looking back, I had watched the TV show, so I, I guess I had more of a primer than I maybe give myself credit for um and i read maybe a couple issues here or there but i didn't really know what was going on and i look back at those comics and they really they still mean a lot to me and they still you know are very strong reads so i'm interested to kind of you know as i start to read this stuff to my son what will take hold what will be something that he 
cares about and will want to go back to and you know want to reread and you know on uh, the iPad that I've you know kind of given him will he want to download some of those comics and be able to reread AVX and you know and watch reading AVX again a few things were immediately present to me um, first of all I think the first couple issues especially as a kid are really exciting because you do feel like there's this built up of tension and there's a lot of fighting I think once the Phoenix Five stuff happens it's a little more confusing um, as a as a as a kid and actually as an adult even just kind of looking at it because and I, I I'd have to go back and listen to like my what like three hour conversation with Paul and Nate about it but it's interesting to kind of look back on it and see that there was this kind of really quick turn where the you know where the x-men were basically the villains or you know, or at least the antagonists and it's, it's kind of weird to see that um again now part of why it's probably weirder for for my generation to feel that's weirder is because there was a whole period where x-men was the shit x-men was the franchise and obviously since 2004 that hasn't really been the case it's been avengers heavy uh especially since 2008 and the mcu kind of started to take over so the the avengers have become this big franchise which they they weren't um so it's always kind of interesting that you know 2012 you have this real heel turn that if this had been done 10 years earlier it would have been very different like even if you look at something like 1990 what 2 93 i can't remember what year i think it's 93 uh blood ties the avengers x-men crossover that came out well crossover it's like four or five issues but it came right after fatal attractions um and it's interesting looking at that because it's much more of an x-men thing than an avengers thing the avengers are kind of stuck in there because of quicksilver's kid uh and he's with crystal but other than that you know, it's it's really more of a, an X-Men story. It's all about Genosha and Fabian Cortez, and, and it's much more of an X-Men thing. And it makes sense, because at the time, again, like the X-Men had the TV series, the X-Men were the, you know, the big franchise, and the Avengers were not. So it's interesting to see that, you know, 20 years later, you have a storyline that's much more about the Avengers kind of being portrayed in a, a much more heroic light uh, than you see the other side. So it's just interesting to kind of look back on it. And then I... You know, again, I was kind of like, well, what, what do we read after this? Um, so I was like, oh, you know, Uncanny Avengers comes right after this. He's like, and my son's like, no, uh, you know, I, I kind of like X-Men more. I'm like, okay, well, so I, we read like the first issue of all new X-Men. Um, and then actually what we ended up kind of going towards is I was like, well, you know what you might like? Um, because he saw he saw the brief kind of infinite comic that had Nova in it in AVX, which is all about the you know kind of first appearance of Sam Alexander. So we read like the first five issues of Nova with Sam Alexander, and he really dug it. Like he, I, and looking back on it, of course he would. Like it's very new reader friendly. It's got a kid as the protagonist. You have Ed McGinnis doing larger than life artwork like everything about that book is tailored for a new reader um you know who's ready to really find something to love and that's what it is so he's you know that we read that on sunday and today he's just been like oh can we read nova can we read nova and i'm like oh i do have it all digitally and like we could and i'm like you can't read this out without me because you know i want to you know be there with him for that journey but uh it's really exciting and it's interesting as much as it bugs me I get it, but he really prefers the digital comics. And although it's interesting because the first time I was kind of like, well, maybe just like screens and he just gravitates towards it. But he said the same thing that Tibor Mate, who's also a, um, a friend of the show, he's been on actually recently a couple episodes. He was the on the Wonder Woman 84 episode and the uh, WandaVision discussion episode uh, about the first couple episodes. Um, but he was on the show and he, he's recently really gotten into reading comics predominantly because of Marvel Unlimited and having access to all these different things. But also he he'd said that he really liked the ability to kind of zero in more on the art. 
And uh, on Comixology, obviously, with its guided view, that's what it's kind of predicated on, is being able to kind of zoom in panel by panel. And Zach's like, you know what? I, I really like that more because they zoom in. I can see things. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's easier. It's it's harder for me to, to understand it because I grew up with paper comics and having that in your hand. Uh, it's just there's this tactile experience to it. Um, but, you know, it's he just is going to have a different relationship with how he reads comics, and that's fine. If he's reading comics, that's kind of what matters. Uh, you need to create new fans. And if that means giving them a tablet and let them read classic comics, who cares? Like, who really cares how they eventually, you know, eventually everything might go digital anyway. I mean, eventually the household dinosaurs really like paper in our hands are going to go away. And even I can understand, and there's sometimes I prefer digital comics. Um, uh, you can go back to my episodes with Chuck Austin and Pat Olive uh, in the last year, probably in the last six months, actually, um, where we talked about, you know, they, they work on Comixology exclusives. Um, so by being, you know, with Comixology, uh, they started to tailor their books completely differently because they were writing for Guided View, which is, again, a very different experience than writing for a traditional comic. Obviously, eventually, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be laid out that way. Um, and eventually, it'll be in print, so you can, you can experience it like you would a regular comic. But really, it wasn't tailored for that. So it's interesting to kind of see that. And what I really enjoyed about going back and rereading uh, ABX um, and which kind of made me sad is that we don't really see a lot of infinite comics anymore because uh, they were really a nice bleeding of the guided view but something different like again having the same panels but moving dialogue around and not you know it's kind of shifting and I, it was such an easier reading experience and I think it again it, it had such a uh, a sense of movement and wonder and I really liked it so uh, I'm excited to kind of read more comics with my son and you know sit sit over the tablet together and it's one of the few times where I I do a well before the pandemic I used to you know obviously do a lot of traveling for my job and I was always on public transit so I've always had an iPad mini and that's always kind of been the right size for me um, but there were times when, like, when I was reading with him like oh man I wish I had a bigger iPad just for this um, but there's no real reason for me to have that because I you know I, the mini's fine for most of my purposes, but uh, it's one of those things that does make me wonder that, oh man, it would be that kind of nice. Um, and it's made me wonder going through my, you know, kind of comicsology library and be like, well, what else do I want to read with him? What else do I want to experience with him? I grabbed some books off my shelf and uh, kind of gave them to him and, uh, you know, just to kind of pique his interest. And some of them were definitely piquing his interest uh uh gung avengers etc he's like is nova here i'm like no it predates him uh, uh i kind of showed him like uh, covers of, like champions and all new all different avengers so we'll see how it goes but it's uh it's interesting again to read these things that like i probably wouldn't go back and like, i just have so much to read and there's always a churn of new content and uh a lot of stuff maybe i haven't read before and like going back to kind of classic you know 60s to 80s stuff and so going back and reading a 2012 event wasn't really on my priority list but uh it was a lot of fun um again the event in some ways ages better than i would have expected um one thing that has always bugged me about it is that you know they set up this world building of how the Phoenix Five have changed the world with Utopia, etc. And they never deal with the ramifications of when that goes away. Um, you know, why would any of this stuff stop? Um, unless it was all powered by the Phoenix Force. But then it brings up a lot of other questions. So it's, it, it always felt like an event. It's interesting to read it now because you have Jonathan Hickman is a lot of the one doing that kind of world building of this futuristic world and how Utopia really kind of gets pushed to the next level because Utopia had obviously already existed at this point. And you can kind of see the framework for what he would eventually want to do with House of X uh, in terms of Krakoa. And some of the ideas are, are, you could see the DNA. You could see him thinking about it. Um, thinking about 
what to do with the X-Men. And again, at the time, I'm trying to remember, but like Hickman hadn't done Avengers yet. He'd done a Fantastic Four. So him even being kind of involved is kind of an interesting... Um, you know, inclusion, considering, you know, after this, he starts, you know, doing Avengers and New Avengers. I'm trying to remember the chronology. I think that's correct, because I think he was doing Avengers and New Avengers at the same time Uncanny Avengers was happening, although I could be completely wrong there. That doesn't seem right. Ah, you know, it's been so long that I, I can't even remember when things happen, and that bugs me a little bit, because uh, I don't even remember exactly when things were happening. I have a, a vague sense in my head, but it all kind of bleeds together, and, you know, it's crazy to think that you know, AVX was nine years ago. Nine years ago. It's 2001. I'm oh, sorry, 2021 now. You know, it, it's it's so long ago, it's kind of nuts to even imagine that it, that's when it happened. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. Because I guess Secret Wars was like 2015, so I feel like I must not be that far off. Yeah, New Avengers was 2013. And when did Uncanny Avengers start? Um, let's see, when was Uncanny Avengers? Let me just look it up as I prattle on. Uh, Uncanny Avengers was 2012, and then you had the, I guess, the relaunched version of Avengers, uh, which is around the same time. I guess it came a little bit earlier, um, but that looks like it was in 2012. Yeah, so it's interesting that you have all this kind of stuff propping up at the same time. Um, yeah, I have to go back, and, and that was the thing, too, is I was like, oh, man, I don't really want Zach reading like new avengers because you know it's all about death and destruction it's kind of a really serious and, and great book i actually uh just kind of intrigued by it and i read like the first i think six or seven issues again because i just couldn't enjoyed it so much but um yeah i'm always kind of thinking about what what to show him next and you know what what will really grab his attention so apparently it's going to be nova for a little bit and i have a lot of sam alexander uh, in digital format um, with Nova, so I'm excited to kind of read that and uh, go through that. Thinking as well at some point maybe to show him um, uh, Astonishing X-Men because it plays so well, like very cinematically, and I think he might really dig that. Uh, so Astonishing X-Men by Wheaton and uh, John Cassidy. So um, I don't know if he would really maybe get it all, but I think he'd probably enjoy it. But it's the type of things that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more and more about what to expose him to and what he might enjoy and, uh, you know, getting to enjoy that experience together. Um, and again, re-experiencing some books that I liked as well. Um, you know, I've been reading comics, you know, for... I don't know, 25 years now. I've been buying comics in some form or another for 25 years now. Uh, it's exciting to be able to kind of share that with him, and you know, I'll probably prattle on in the in the show uh, again and again here and the, here and here and there because you know it's just what's been going on. It's what I have to talk about. It's I, I, I want I at some point want to maybe talk to him on the show, and you know, the show may or may not end with issue sorry episode a thousand so i feel like my my window is going to uh you know rapidly get closer to shutting because i'm probably maybe a year away from ending year and a half away from ending the show if i decide to end it at a thousand so it's kind of like you know bucket list stuff now like have him on a show actually talk about comics with him uh, i've had him on episodes in the past but it was he was very young and so i'm excited to actually be able to talk to him about stuff that he's really enjoying um but yeah so that is my prattling on about things I've shared with my son and uh, re-experiencing stuff like Nova. And uh, it's interesting, you know, Sam Alexander, I really like the character. I remember at the time hating how they kind of threw away Richard Ryder and how old he was and just moved into this whole other direction. Um, and again, it's one of those things where the more space you have from an event, the easier you can enjoy it. So I can enjoy that stuff a lot more now. 
um, because I'm not as close to, you know, the disappointment of what happened with Richard Ryder. And ultimately, you know, the whole Richard Ryder period, I would say the DNA period, but really it goes just before them. Um, but the whole kind of annihilation to what Realm of Kings, War of Kings, all that stuff, that is one of my favorite cosmic periods and that will probably never be outmatched by anything else. Uh, so, uh, and I'm kind of sad now that we haven't really... Sam Alexander was kind of thrown away. Not thrown away, but he's, you know, he, he was he was the Nova. And then it was interesting how quickly, I mean, if you think about it, like Kyle Rayner took over from, from Hal Jordan. And then he got to be the only, you know, Green Lantern for a while before, you know, I wouldn't say it was, it was over 100 issues. Now, yes, Hal came back, but in a different format as the Spectre. But at least, you know... Kyle was still around and still was the Green Lantern for like a good time. Whereas Sam Alexander never really got that long. Like he showed up in 2012 in AVX for the first time. That was nine years ago. And we've already had Richard Ryder back for a while. Um, so it's just kind of disappointing in some ways that, you know, this, the, you know, they try to do new things and add new energies. And I think they did that with Sam because Sam was, he felt like a very different character. I, I guess he appeared in point one, number one, November, 2011. I guess that takes place. That's interesting. I don't even remember that. Um, and that, I guess, takes place before AVX. So I don't even remember him showing up there. Um, although, now that I kind of remember it, I think I kind of can almost remember that. But, um, yeah, this is something about the character. Like, he brought something new, and they give him a different style of helmet. So, kind of showing that he was, like, a subsection. So, he wasn't necessarily just, like, uh, like Richard Ryder. And, you know, they never, we never really got to see enough from that. And, uh, you know, they've done some cool things with him. But I feel like, as a result... He, you know, isn't, he's not Nova anymore. At least he wasn't the last time I kind of remember. And that's uh, really too bad, because uh, he's really cool. Um, I'm trying, just trying to remember the last time we saw him. I think, I think, I guess Sam still probably has it. I just can't remember. He was, he was for a while, he was not Nova for a while. But I guess maybe he's Nova again now. It's been a long time. Um, anyways, that is my episode. Uh, this is episode, what I say? 800 and a million, 844. Thanks for listening. I have been Adam Chapman, your host. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.